The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Yes, good afternoon or good evening, Judith. Good evening, Yes. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining us today. I mean, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you with us for this show, Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. I introduced you last week, so I'm not going to say much about you tonight. I would rather have you say a few words about, a few words about yourself. And in order to do that, I would like to read a few words from... Um, a priest uh, and, a, and a sage, in a sense, called Thomas Merton. And he published something called Thoughts in Solitude. And he says, if you want to identify me, ask me not where I live, or, why I like, or what I like to eat, or how I comb my hair, but ask me what I'm living for. In detail, ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. So can I please ask you that question? What do I live for? I live to find the truth in all things. And I live to become the best me that I can possibly be in order to assist the world to raise a consciousness. To me, it's a calling in, in that I sense that um, we are in front of the greatest sort of like um, change in human history. And in order to be part of the change at this moment in time is a privilege and something that most people do not understand at what a privilege it is. Because we're literally going through the greatest shift of consciousness this planet has ever had. And with it has to come great healing in humanity, the healing within. And that is what, what is what it is, that we have to heal within in order to heal without. We cannot, what is within has to manifest without. And that is the most amazing time that we're living in, that we are able to do this. And I see this as my calling to bring this back to humanity and to make them aware of this and to do it in all and every way that I can. Good. Thank you very much. It, it goes very well along the lines of my radio show. You're not showing the, the spiritual spelunker in all of us. I mean, because what I want people to do, what I'm inviting people to do is to go within and to look at what is there and what needs to be whatever attended to or what needs to be cared for. Based on what you said, um, I have a question. Why do you think so many people are not aware of the times we are living and not so many people not being aware of the kind of work they need to do to heal? Well, most of them are the walking dead. That's what I call them. Uh-huh. It's because of when we are born, our soul knows exactly why we are born and why we incarnated. And you will often find that children know this and they say it and they speak it. When the moment that they try to speak it, the adults will shut them down or they will try they will not understand what the children are trying to tell them and then we shut down and then the education systems get hold of us and we shut down even more and we get programmed and we become like uh, somebody we are not I do soul readings for people and as soon as they read the soul readings and they get in touch with their own souls again they start crying and I get letters like they say but I've always known this deep inside me I've known that but I've lost myself when we become aware, we start reconnecting to our souls again. Our soul is immortal. It has been created to be immortal. So in other words, just a fraction of our soul incarnates onto this planet and we and the rest of us 
still where we on the galaxies and star systems where we come from. We were created to reflect an attribute of a divine back to the divine. So we were created with a soul frequency, a soul vibration, with a tonal cord. In other words, we were created to be a vibrational energy and our soul is pure energy. When we incarnate, we forget all of that because we're taking on a physical form on planet Earth. And in that physical form, we often don't feel at home in, but we, we sort of like feel alienated. We feel alienated from God. We feel alienated from our next-door neighbors, from people in our family. And in, in essence, the soul can never be alienated from who, from where it comes from and what it is, which is essentially energy, like the divine is energy. And once we become aware that we are soul incarnating into a body and we start reconnecting with the soul, we reconnect cosmically because that is the essence of who we are. And the more aware we come, become, the more we live in the soul. We live what the soul was created to be and to express to the world. And we do that from the heart and soul. We do it with great love and devotion because we cannot be anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It makes a lot of sense. Based on my own path, I mean, I haven't talked very much about my own path, but it's true that the more you try to reconnect with your soul, the more you learn about who you are, in a sense. And I think it's know thyself is the, the purpose of life, to know, to know who you are as a cosmic being, I think. Yes, that's right. That is why the essential truth is as above, so below, as within, so without. You you cannot go past those universal laws because whatever is in the macrocosm reflects in the microcosm. Whatever is in the microcosm reflects in the macrocosm. So whatever is cosmically there and present is present within you too. But we often forget about that. We see our planet as an isolated little thing and we will really be all and end all of all creation which is not the truth the truth is we are part of the whole cosmos all the galaxies and star systems and life and living organisms all are part of ourselves we are life and life is us and and as we remember that our consciousness grows because now we're not just conscious of the planet and where we are in our environment we become cosmically present we become cosmically conscious and when we start expanding our consciousness to be realize that we're cosmic beings we're cosmic citizens our whole life changes because now we get the bird's eye view of who we in fact are I think that's the greatest thing, we, gift we can give ourselves is this awareness that when we leave this mortal body, we still live, we still exist, we do not cease to exist. This is just but a fraction of, of, of an eye wink in eternity that we are here on this planet. And while we are here, we might as well contribute to life in the best way and the only way that we can. And that is what our real calling is. It's not about anything else. It's about living our sole purpose and calling to the best of our ability and with great love. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I fully agree with you. Then I think the challenge becomes, you know, how do we become, how do we become aware of our soul's purpose? How do we at the same time connect and listen and that is something that most people will only experience after near-death experience or when the, when they have some, some catalytic um, thing happening to them which, which wakes them up again and they start questioning, why am I here? When you start asking questions, the answers will come. It's like you, you bec- the more questions you ask, the more the answers will come because now you become awake, you become aware. You are starting to find you. You want to know the truth and the truth will always ring something deep inside of you it, it will ring like you will you'll find that the vibration in you rings true and you will know this is the truth and you know a great teacher that I had always said you must ask questions and then you must ask that the answers come from three different independent sources but deep inside you you will know that that is the truth that is one of the mottos that I've always gone through in life um, like I went through a catalyst I was always librarian all my life and I 
although I've always asked, you know, I was very interested in mysticism, I was interested in alchemy. I, I wanted to know what is it that makes life tick? What is it that makes life conscious? Where do, where do I come from? Where does the cosmos come from? Mm-hmm. And the more questions I asked, the more the truth would come to me. And I knew it was truth that, that would, was sometimes not written down in the way that I received it. But I had to learn to listen to my own truth. Yet it took a catalysmic sort of like experience in my life to truly wake me up. And in that, my whole life dissolved. It, it really became fractional. It was like scattered into tiny pieces. And in the last few years, those pieces have been put back together. And, and I've realized that sometimes when, when that happens, we are given an immense gift in the raising of consciousness because in having them put together again, we become into greater awareness of why we are here and what is the truth. It's not always so because some people are aware from the moment they're born and they never lose that. But in, if you really look at the, at the biographies of truly great men and women who walked this planet, you will see that they always went through experiences in their life where it seems that everything was scattered and then they were rebuilt into that higher version of themselves. And once that has come, your whole understanding of yourself and the cosmos started changing. It is something that goes into your heart. It is something with your soul. If you're too much in your mind, that is where humanity lost it is because they went too much in their minds, they tried to rationalize everything. And they forgot that love is the essence of everything. When love comes back into the mind and the heart minds are connected, you are in balance. Because you cannot, you cannot divorce the mind from the heart. If a, and that is what humanity did. They tried to, to divorce the heart. They tried to, the, the heart is a feminine aspect. The mm-hmm. heart is a feeling aspect. The heart is that consciousness that feels, that knows. It's that intuition that is deep inside you. It's that inner knowing. When you try to put the mind in control, that inner knowing is denied. It's like you try to rationalize everything and yes. you, you forget that feeling is there. But when you're really in, in the truth of yourself, the, the heart and the mind are totally balanced. They are in sync with each other. They enhance each other. And that is what we're returning to is where the heart-mind is married. The heart-mind is in balance. And that is the beauty of this time is that we're returning to, to sanity. Where we were in insanity of our mind, we're returning to sanity now. Yes, thank you. I think we can say that on a personal level, we can say that about society as well. I think I hope that society is more is moving towards more sanity these days. I mean, we've been living for so many dark ages, you know, for at least two or three thousand years. And I understand we're moving towards the uh, Aquarius age, uh, out of the pieces age. So um, hopefully, I think that's the reason why many more people are waking up these days and they are becoming aware of their mission. Uh, mission and the purpose of their soul. So I yes, think that's right. Yeah, I think there's a reason why there's a such a strong gathering. I think a gathering. It doesn't have people are not together physically speaking, but I think there's a, people are somehow coming together. It could be virtually, it could be energetically speaking. I can sense that there's like a, a push upward and yes. a push towards a better, a more healthy society, which is what we need. I guess. I think it requires, like what you mentioned, a change of heart at the same time, more listening to the heart. I think um, I know one master, Master Joel Kuhl, said we need, we need to think with our heart and feel with our mind. So in a sense, to achieve that sense of balance that you mentioned… Yes, it's a masculine and feminine. The masculine is always in the mind. The masculine wants to dissect everything and put it into little boxes where they can put labels on it and then sort of like control it in in that. That that is Atlantis. Atlantis was where that whole whole sort of like swing came um, where the masculine divorced from the feminine because the masculine wanted to control everything, to put everything in little boxes, to dissect everything and to, to 
sort of like divorce the mind and the heart. And that is why the feminine there was divorced from the masculine. That is when the suppression of the feminine came about. The feminine, they wanted to, con- they, they feared the feminine heart power and they wanted to, to sort of suppress it. And that is where the whole suppression of the feminine started, where the feminine was, was, was mind controlled and was enslaved in, in the effort that man tried to be totally in the mind where he, he, he didn't have feelings anymore. It's almost like becoming a robot where you yeah, can machine, do yeah. everything, a machine, and, and you don't have a heart. You don't have feelings. And that is Atlantis. And a lot of the souls from Atlantis have incarnated now in order to really learn and master this lesson. And that is why in the last few thousand years, the feminine has been so suppressed and the feminine has been violated. They, they tried to take the soul out of the feminine and other to try and make the feminine a robot, a, a creature that you could control and you could use in any way that you wanted and enslave in any way that you wanted. But now the balance is returning because the feminine is making herself now felt. The feminine heart is returning and that is the shift that we are experiencing now is, is where, where the feminine's voice is coming to the fore again where the heart is starting to speak again and and with it the whole consciousness is changing but it happens within the masculine as much as the feminine you know a lot of feminine they try to now because of all the trauma that they experience from the men's and 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 that they try to divorce themselves from the masculine that's not the way to healing the healing is in lies in the true essence of grace grace is that higher state of being where we come to the stage where we really say thank you you did that to me but look what i learned from that um you you might i i actually appreciate what lessons that you were trying to teach humanity but now we have a new lesson to learn and as i realize what you taught me during those times and what i learned from all of this then i can become grateful and when i become grateful i can get into the grace state of grace and I can embrace you with unconditional love. The return of a feminine is a state of unconditional love where I can love you just the way you are in your woundedness because a male is just as wounded as a female is. If we try to always just label people and say the masculine did that and did that and did that and now we start hating each other, hate never ever resolves everything. It's only when we get to the state of grace and we really see the greater order of things, the greater balance of things, that something deep in us shifts. And that shift is a state of grace. It's a state of unconditional love where all that you have left to say is, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you, dear Judith. It's very beautiful what you said, but the thought that came to mind, it's like, it's very hard to do, you know, how can you go back and and in a sense, ignore that wound, ignore that suffering that, you know, human beings have suffered for centuries and then turn things around in a sense. um, I have an expression that I learned in my Buddhist practice, turn, turn the poison into elixir, into medicine. And can you turn things around and and become grateful for what happened? I understand this is the way you built yourself in a sense, because we need to have those challenges in in our lives. I guess I experienced some of those in my in my childhood, but um, it took me at least you know fifteen twenty years of Buddhist practice to turn things around. So, yes. you know, are, are you helping people do that as when well, to do that inner turnaround? You know, turn around from within and. and I guess take care of their wounds. Yes, um, my my greatest. Yeah, to be able to embrace the the whole world in a sense. Yes, yes. Um, to me, uh, uh, I just want to, to quickly go to my soul readings. My soul readings do that in, in the sense that, you know, where my twin flame readings is where they pinpoint where the patterns were created. Like, for instance, if a pattern was created, the negative pattern, the pattern of abuse or the, the pattern of, um, you know, a, a lot of things come from the time where, where, where you had forced marriages, you know, like, mm-hmm. like uh, land and, 
became an issue. So in other words, the women were actually bartered for land. Um, yep. They were put, put into marriages where, where it was literally, okay, we, we are bringing um, people together because of the land, um, because of ownership, because of kingship, because of, um, not because of love and from the heart, but you were forced like you, like you were a chattel and you were basically sold because of the land issues coming in. So um, again, it was because women lost their souls. They were like a bartering tool. And uh, when I was in the in in um, in the Middle East, for instance, where I had no right as woman, I, I taught there for a year. And it's nothing to do with religion that I'm saying here. I'm just talking about my feelings as a woman and nothing else. Um, and I actually felt that that my right to live and my right to be a human being was taken away from me. It is a beautiful lesson that I learned there because when I came back home, I appreciated the fact that I could be a woman here and live in my own state without having to apologize for who I was and the Mm -hmm. state that I was in. And that made me think because I thought to myself, why did I have to go there? And I was shown very permanently that because of the work that I was doing in Africa with energy centers and what I'm opening up now, which is my new book that I'm writing, um, where I literally had to go into energy fields of the earth that had been clocked up because of traumatic experiences in the earth and in humanity, because as soon as there are traumatic experiences of humanity, like wars, etc., energy centers of the earth get clogged up. That is because of the residue that is is there. It's almost like stuck energy. It's 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 it. It becomes like stuck, almost tar-like energy that is in there. But um, in that, I actually realized that uh, in the in in there are centers of the earth which have that clocked energy, and I was sent this particularly to dissolve that energy in 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 some form by working through this myself, and it gave me a great understanding that in the human psyche. As, as such, um, women often didn't. Um, I lost my voice in the Middle East. Um, I had a beautiful soprano voice. Um, um, I always sang. I'm a great lover of music and especially classical music. And I always had the soaring high soprano. I, now I can't. Uh, I can't sing. Um, I can't reach the high notes. So I start croaking like so you, a frog. You, so you lost your your voice for real, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I couldn't speak. Um, I had laryngitis very badly there. But in that, my voice changed. And, um, but, but when I looked at that, at why did my voice change? I realized it's because I could not express what was inside are. me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that that is what women do. That the trauma and the pain was so. They could never voice that. They were burnt at the stake as witches. Mm-hmm. They were they were suppressed so much that the female lost her voice. She she could not voice what was inside her. She could not voice her anger. She could not voice her pain. She could not voice that was inside her because she had no voice. A voice was taken away from her. Her soul was taken away from her. And then I realized that we have got so much stuckness in our throat chakras that the throat chakras have to be cleared. The throat chakras have to be opened up so that women's voices can be heard again. And that is where women now have to step into the leadership. Uh, that, that, that Not the leadership where they are like men and go into battle. That's not mm-hmm. the way women are programmed. Sure. Women are programmed to do this with great love in their hearts, to bring about that feeling of unconditional love, that woundedness heals itself as soon as we open the heart and we open ourselves to be healed and we open ourselves to, you know, a surgeon, when, when, when you've got pus in a wound, the only way sometimes that a surgeon can heal that is by opening up the wound and cleaning the pus yes. out and 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 disinfecting it it might hurt at that moment and it needs to knit again and 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 heal but that's the only way you can get the pus out and that is why we need to get we, we need to move into our woundedness in order to heal but interesting there if if we allow our woundedness to come to the fore if we allow ourselves to our hearts to open and become vulnerable and open then we can heal Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Um, 
again, the, the thought that comes to mind is, is that it's not very easy to do this. And so um, I would like to share a very small story right after the break. We're going to take a short break uh, pretty soon. But um, I would like to take a, you know, share a story and see how you can you know, try to, again, that's what I said, turn around. I use the word turn around, that woundedness within, I guess. If you yeah. keep being stuck in that wound, then you keep suffering and you keep aiding the world or aiding your environment. So, um, Yes, yes, that's right. And that is why I was so grateful in my life that I came across Dr. Demartini's um, teachings and also in the way that it healed me. Because um, there you go straight into, he's got a mythology where you go straight into the wound and you start owning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, owning the traits of the person that that wounded you, or the group of persons that you, you that wounded you, and you turn and you start seeing how you have the same trait inside yourself, because there comes a, a moment when when you start to deny it. You say, "Well, that person did that and that, but I do not do that." Mm-hmm. It's that it's that self righteousness that comes to the fore within oneself. The minute that you own that you have the same trait inside yourself, a revelation comes and you say, well, okay, I'm doing exactly the same thing because we have every single human trait we have inside ourselves and we are capable of that. We all have a shadow and a light side. Most of us try to deny that shadow. It's not us. It's them. And as soon as you can point a finger to them, it makes you feel better because you don't need to own that trait within yourself. If you actually look at everything in life, what you conceive as a bad thing, you will see that it actually, you, you are putting labels on it. Because the minute that somebody says, it's, uh, shouted at you, there was somebody building you up. The minute somebody criticized you, somebody was loving you, so, so was supporting you. And once you start seeing the pattern there, you become grateful because you see that you never were without the other side. But as soon as there's something so-called bad happened to you, a good thing happened to you exactly simultaneously, synchronously at the same time. And it's quite amazing because the minute you start seeing that, tears of gratitude come to your eye and you realize that nothing was ever missing, that all was perfection in that same exact moment that that happened. And that is when healing comes because that is when you can stand in front of that person and you can say to them, thank you that you did that to me. Thank you that that happened because of a lesson that I learned here. But the greatest lesson I learned was a lesson of unconditional love. You get to the stage of absolute grace and gratitude and you say, thank you. I love you. Thank you very much, dear Judith. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back uh, fairly soon again with uh, more about that uh, woundedness. It's really a topic that really um, is very dear to me. Thank you. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. You. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. 
The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jeel Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello, Judith, again. Um, thank you very much again for being here and, and sharing that uh, wonderful information about, about the wound, I guess. Uh, I can really relate to um, what you've been saying all along, I mean, today, I guess. But uh, in terms of that woundedness and the reason for that wound to be... Um, I would like to use the word reactivated in a sense. It's like uh, maybe the wound that we sometimes, I don't know about, I don't want to, to talk for just about anyone, but the wound that we experience in this lifetime is, is like a, a recall of what we experienced in previous lives. And, um, and it helps us to go deeper and also take care of what we haven't taken care of in you know, so many lifetimes. So I know you mentioned something about Dr. Martinez because my, my point is, you know, in the first place, you have to become conscious or aware of that wound, you know, that something is within you that needs to be taken care of. Awareness, I think, is about half the work. But then my yes. second question is, how do you take care of the wound? You know, I don't have any secret for anyone. In my case, it took me about, again, 15, 15 years of Buddhist practice. And I wasn't fully conscious about what I was doing. It's just after the fact I realized that the anger and the resentment I had towards my mother, because of the way she brought us up, uh, was gone. And there was no more pain when I was facing or talking to my mother. And there was more like a flow of, of pure energy, like you mentioned, of unconditional love. And that's it's you know it's really um, it's amazing, but it doesn't happen overnight either. And it is it is a process. Um, you know what I I always I see it as a cleansing and clearing. Um, you know if if we would heal just in one moment, uh, our whole subconscious memory bank and the previous lives memory bank, um, our vibrational state would not hold it. We will go bonkers. We will really lose our minds because you must remember that this programming, this false programming that we've gone, because it's all false programming, the emotional body is attached to our spinal columns. And and the thing is that every vertebra in our spinal column is holding our, 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 our emotional memory bank, our 
was shown this when I was uh, doing the energy uh, work uh, with with the Earth, that um, each vertebra is like a mini cosmos within itself, and within this this whole energy system of the mini cosmos within each vertebra, uh, every vertebra has got an octave of 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 memory banks, an octave. Uh, it goes into octaves of sounds, but sound in thirty three. It, it's like a Jacob's ladder. It goes in thirty three steps of consciousness and uh, and uh, especially the, our lower back uh, um, uh, has got memory banks that has got to do with our sexuality and everything that is in women it's a womb in men it, it's 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 a prostate um, uh, that area there with a coccyx area there and uh, that is where most of the emotional pain is within the body it's it's held in women it's it's connected straight to the heart and it's connected to the pineal and pituitary glands and the thing is that most most of the triggers that we have in life will come from anything that is that. It's also the lower chakras. It's the root chakra and the sac- sacral chakra where, where those whole memory banks of emotional bodies are lying. And uh, a lot of the sexual problems that we have later in life are related to the wombs and also to the womb area where we have got problems um, uh, and with men too. So in other words, in, 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 in the male and female, that is like programmed into your whole physical body. And a lot of the pain that we experience in the physical body is also emotional pain that we carried along as baggage. Now, as we are ready for a for a certain memory bank to be released, it will come to our consciousness. Um, I find it that that a lot of my triggers go off as I'm ready to release that memory bank. I, I just had experience um, uh, these last few days where where a healer contacted me on the internet and just said she she feels that it's got something to do with my right knee, for instance. And with that, um, you know, the memory bank started to come to the fore that I needed to release with my own father issues. And um, so I could release that. As you are ready, the memory bank will get triggered of that which needs to be healed. But it's like an onion. Each layer is goes deeper and deeper and deeper. So you have your surface layers, um, the ones that the memory bank that come easily to your recall. And then as that heals, you go into the next layer and the next layer and the next layer until the very core of you is opened up. I call that the core heart, where your core soul and heart are connected. Um, um, I find that a lot of women, for instance, they will, they will say, yeah, but I think I've released everything and now the next thing comes up. That is as we are ready to heal. And that is exactly with mankind. As we are ready to heal these wounds collectively, the wound will appear that we need to work through. And it's the same with human beings. Um, it goes into layers and layers. Layers and layers, and that is how we start healing the wound. So as the triggers come, we go through that memory bank and we go to the core of it and we heal the wound right there. A lot of people block it out because they, they immediately want, don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to experience it. I don't want to go in there. But the thing is you cannot heal if you don't go right there to the core of what happened there. And often um, um, what I found so interesting is that the ancestral line has the same thing. I never understood that. But, you know, living in Africa, the African people always go back to the ancestors. I could never understand that. But with the healing work that I've been doing these last few years and also with the healing of the energies of the earth, I have come to understand this. And it's coming to me to the fore that a lot of what we are programmed as as children already come from the mother and the grandmother. Even when we are still in the womb and being developed, we take on the emotional problems of our mother. So it's uh, it's already there. Dr. Bruce Lipton says that. He says in, in they can actually now ascertain that a lot of the problems that we have later in life come from what the mother experienced and the father experienced in the emotional states that already is programmed into the baby while it's in still developing in the in the womb of the mother. So 
a lot of it healing has to go into that state too, and a lot of it comes from the from from the grandmothers and 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 the whole ancestral line. Um, you know, it was so interesting when I was working in the archives in the museum that a lot of the family skeletons would come out, like they're so firmly buried, you know, that nobody knows about it, and then they'll want to come in, they want to um, know about their families, and and we would take out these files and they would suddenly read about their family history that they didn't know. But it was in their in their memory bank somewhere because when they started reading it, something triggered inside, oh, that's why my mother was like that or that's why my dad was like that. But these things were never talked about in the family. And I believe that a lot of 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 of, of those he, those wounds were are, are in our genes. So, in other words, we, we, we don't even clear the wounds in our soul, but we have to clear the, the genes as well. That's the ancestral lines. I see what you mean. I can relate to that, especially when it comes to my mother and a mother. I think uh, my mother, to some extent, did to us what our mother did to her. And exactly. It's, yeah, we have a tendency to repeat things because that's what we know best unconsciously. So... The way you raise a child is the way you were raised. And if you don't have the consciousness in between to reflect on what happened to you and do the work you're supposed to do, I guess it's very difficult to, um, to take a, a different direction. Th- does that mean, in, in my case, for instance, that I have to do some clearing work for my grandmother as well? Yes, um, you know, I've I, I've had it where where um, it's very interesting because um, in in this process I have been led often, you know, to think to myself, where did that programming came from? You know, yeah. and we are being programmed from our mother, and and I remember a lot of beliefs about myself have come from my mother, and then I sat down and I thought to myself, now where did my mother get it from? And then I realized, mm-hmm. oh gosh, she got it from her mother or or, or or from the family, and then I realized, oh my goodness, now okay. I can't blame my mother for the way that she was programmed. It, it comes, you know, around the ancestral lines. Yep. What I have done now is, 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 is a minute that that memory bank came, I have to find that unconditional love for my mother inside myself. And then I've got to go and, and, and really look at this whole ancestral line. So what I normally do is then I ask, can that line be cleared, please? Um, you, you may ask for help. Um, I normally uh, just ask, uh, you know, um, my helpers to just clear that line and normally it does get cleared because you can actually feel yourself healing on that it doesn't matter anymore the triggers are not there anymore but if you look at your brothers or sisters like I come from a big family I can see a lot of the programming that's gone in there which I have released but it's still going on in them and until they release it that's not going to go away yeah I I can see that in my brother as well I guess um but I mean, are you supposed, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, my grandmother was always very nice to me. So I don't have any, I mean, I've never had any kind of resentment or, or anger towards my grandmother. She was taking, me, taking care of me when I was a very young child. She was taking me to kindergarten. She was feeding me. She was, you know, uh, giving me gifts. So I guess my experience or my vision, my perception of my grandmother is very different from my mother's perception of a mother. So, so it doesn't make my grandmother any better, but I'm saying that I've, I haven't received the wound from my grandmother. I received the wound from my mother. Yes, that's right. Because mm-hmm. you see that that, that shows you. Um, you know, if, if you look at it, every person has got every trait under the sun. You see that loving part of your grandmother and your mother sees that other part of it. But it's still the same person, is it not? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you see the balance there, the shadow and the light. Your mother inherited that shadow mm-hmm. and you saw the light. So there you balance each other out. And, and within the family dynamic, you will always have that. The one will challenge and the one will support. At the same time that one challenges, the others will support. So, but we see that as a wound because we only see the challenge and we don't see where the other side is. Once you start looking deeper, you will see that what your mother saw as as the bad side of your grandmother, the love side was always there. Your mother just did not see that. She took that as pain and she owned that pain. She took it inside herself and she put it onto you, so projected it onto her. But on the other hand, you saw the love, but you saw the light side of your grandmother. But 
you so in other words your your mother saw only the shadow side but you saw as a child the light side so I, you I agree. Yes. <laughs> my my question there is do, uh, again: Do I need to do some kind of work towards my grandmother, because she was who she was? I mean, I believe what my what you know my mother told me a lot of stories about what she had to go through, and I believe my mother. The question is: Do I need to do something to turn around? In a sense, to my mother, my grandmother died um, forty thirty years ago. But uh, yeah, 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 can I still go back and change things? I mean, karmically speaking. Um, it, uh, I believe that that you you do if if you if you dissolve you see that those things you say you inherited from your mother via the grandmother, what yes. are they? Own them. In other words, write them down. What in one word? What is it? Is it um, anger? What you mean, what, yes. mm. Yeah, and then you you start dissolving that. Mm. If you dissolve your mother. And the anger that come there, the grandmother will be dissolved as well. As well, yeah. Because it, it because they intertwined. That it's one link. It's one link. You just go back. You go back and go back until that is resolved. You will know the minute that it's resolved. Because if if you if uh, in that moment that your grandmother can stand in front of you and you can say thank you, I love you. That is the moment it's released. The same with your mother. If you if you mm. can stand in front of your mother, even if she has is not in in living form anymore, she you is. can mm. still do that. Mm. Um, but I did it with my father the other day. I actually just said thank you, Papa. I understand now. I understand that you loved me, although I only saw that you didn't love me. I understood now that you loved me, because if if you really look at 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 the way that things are, you will see that there's only love. There never was an absence of love. It's just that we perceive it as mm-hmm. absence of love because we hang on to the pain and we hang on to the emotional baggage. But you know, it's it's very interesting because if you look at at, at how challenges has actually helped you in life by that person acting the way they did has helped you to develop as a human being. Yes. Um, you know, I could never understand, you know, how a bullying in my life, you know, sort of helped me. Um, like, like I was always teased as a t- as a child with my brothers, but I understand now that later in life I could stand up to bullies because my brothers had bullied me. So they were actually serving me in 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 uh, in um, a, a teaching me to stand up for myself. So in other words, when I really needed to stand up for myself, I could, because I'd already gone through that experience. You know, if, if we start seeing the synchronicities and we see how everything is interrelated, yes. we start healing. And that is the beauty of it. We start mm. seeing, wow, you know, this is actually, this has actually helped me along my path. If that and that had not happened, then I would not be the person I am today. And we become just grateful because we start seeing the bigger picture and we start seeing that, that life is both support and challenge. It's not just you know, one side. It, it's not just, um, often we, you know, the people who went through the greatest experiences of trauma are the greatest lights in the world. I'm it's thinking true. of of Eric Fromm, you know, in his book, A Man's uh, Search for Meaning, where he goes into his experiences, um, you know, in the, the gas chambers mm-hmm. and, and how he, he starts asking, why do some people survive? And they seem to help their fellow prisoners. And then he says, it's because they have a vision, a meaning greater than themselves and um, they have something to live for that is greater than themselves and that to me is a state of grace because you have something greater than yourself to live for you have something greater than yourself to give and that is always love it's love it's becoming love and action and love and being and love in whatever you're doing and that is the, the, the beautiful balance that life brings so never regret the challenges in your life they are honing you to become a greater you mm-hmm. I, I agree with you at the same time I need to add that it's something you realize in retrospect when you look back at what you go through and, and what you come out of it you know, come out as a new human being in a sense as a so-called a, a different one, a healed one. But when you're in the middle of it, I guess it's much more difficult. Yes, I can attest to <laughs> I that. Can attest I can to that. Attest and to I think that. You, you were talking about your, your support system or your, I think you were talking about your spiritual guys, our yes, spiritual guides. Right. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. And that's what I learned also from Master Joel Cool. You know, he said a lot of things take on meaning once you look back. 
And you look exactly. back at what you did yeah. and, and, you know, then, then exactly what I went through in my childhood 40 or 45 years ago has a very different meaning now that I can look back and I look at my mother with, with pure eyes in a sense. I know who she was. I know what she went through. But uh, it's, um, it's very – what I'm saying is very difficult and I feel, I feel empathy for the people who are in the middle of that because it's, it's like – almost being in the middle of a, of a dark spot and it's not always easy to, to keep going and, and to get the, the support that you need to, to move on. Yeah, exactly. I know all about that mm. because um, I, I've had my shares and now I can just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It happened. Uh, thank you because you realize that, wow, that's one of the greatest moments of wake up in your life. Um, you know, I can attest to that. I mean, I was librarian for 34 years and uh, I walked into my office and I was told if I don't vacate my office within two hours, it will be done for me. Came the greatest dark nights of my soul because I had given my whole life and my whole being into my library work and my community work and often worked myself to the bone. And uh, it, it was just um, affirmative action that was made over me. And um, you know what? <laughs> Today I can say thank you because I was actually shown in a vision um, the day before I resigned. I was shown that I stood at the edge of a cliff and there were these thousands of people down in the valley below. And um, I was I was asked, how long are you going to stand at the edge of a cliff and don't have the courage to, to step off it? And I was mm-hmm. shown how does an eagle learn to fly and, and the mother kicks it out of the nest and it has to find its wings to fly. And the next day I put in my resignation and today I say thank you for everything that happened because the whole new life has, has opened up for me. And those dark nights of the soul have become a turning point in my life. And you know what? I'm reaching thousands of people every single day of my life now. And I can just say thank you. I would not have done that if I had stayed where I was. Thank you very much. I think we're going to end uh, today's show here. And uh, fortunately, we have one more show next week. So we're going to be talking uh, about the same thing. I also want like, to, you to talk more in general terms about the return of the Divine Feminine. So thank you very much, dear Judith, and we will uh, see you next week. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.